Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. everyone and welcome to Mama's Pearls. I am your hostess Cynthia and here at Mama's Pearls we love to say that we take the most beautiful pieces of life and string them together. We do this even through having a cold. I seem to have a never-ending cold that just keeps going around my family, jumping across and going, you know, and just spreading far and wide. Um, and I realized last week when I when we did the show on forgiveness and it was called Is Forgiveness a Miss, I kind of sounded like Fran Drescher and I thought I was over it, but it's it's kind of coming back. So... Forgive me, people, but my I'm going to regress to my early high school years, I think, for this one and pull out that Fran Drescher, serious Long Island girl accent because it's the holiday season and we're supposed to just be having some fun. So lighten up, people. Um, last week on Mama's Pearls, Masha, who is my dear friend and who's been on the Mama's Pearls radio show before, and she is an extended part of our Mama's Pearls family, was on the show. She's um, Her website is www.spiritualmakeoverartist.com. And I really called her because she's been getting on my case about forgiveness and and what it means to truly be in a state of forgiveness. And I find that it's something we almost take for granted. And we really kind of dove in last week with both the Mama's Pearls blog, which is posted on Tuesday and was posted last Tuesday, um, with the pearl of the week being free-falling and then also with the radio show with Masha. And then to close out the week, Melissa gave us some beautiful gems about thinking about the tone of forgiveness. And I found, felt like it really opens up my heart, even though I was tackling with some really tough issues. And I think a lot of us go through the feelings of forgiveness and we have people that, you know, every anything that they do will just roll off our back and nothing will really stick. And it's like they have this um, forever almost pardon pass, you know, this get out of jail free with our emotions type thing, which is totally fine. But then there are some other people or some other items where, like, whatever happens with them or in that scenario really sticks in your gut. And you have you always have a choice 
and we, we explored a little bit about the, some religious precepts to the concept of forgiveness. Forgiveness is really a, a concept that is found in almost all the scriptures. And, um, and what, what happens is once you make the conscious choice to bring in that feeling um, of even needing to be forgiven. Melissa, is that you? Yes, that's me. Sorry. <laughs> You're sneezing? Yeah, I was just saying how, like, we all have colds and we're going to, like, bust out the Fran Drescher voices this week because we're just, <laughs> like, sitting here suffering. So we're going to make everybody suffer with us. But I'm recapping last week. Thanks for, for coming on. Um, and um, basically what I was saying is that to even get to the state of being in a place where you either feel you need to be forgiven or you need to dole out some forgiveness and forgive somebody else, we make a conscious choice to even let that feeling in in the first place. And when you're going with the religious precepts of Buddhism, they don't even go there. It's like forgiveness is not even needed because they're always in a state of love and constant acceptance and compassion that they don't even take the next step to get to the negative place where you may need to be forgiven. Um, most of us are not that highly evolved. We are emotional beings. We do get affected by things. And, you know, we do take on negative feelings and negative state. You know, and if you look at that, there's usually a cause a causal relationship to your feelings and what's happening around you. And sometimes it's very um it's very clear that, you know, that 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 feeling is wrapped around a person or an event. Now, getting through your feelings about that person and event is really a process. Marianne Williamson is one of um, the foremost, um, I would say, almost even experts in this area, having been teaching A Course of Miracles for years and years and years. I've yet to do A Course of Miracles. Masha has done it, and a lot of people that she knows has gone through the course. But it is really a process to dive in and really do the work. And last week took us to some places where I really wasn't expecting to go. I mean, towards the end, we were even talking a little bit, making the jump after going through, you know, a whole big stuff and Masha leading us through a most beautiful meditation to help you um, cut the cords that you may be feeling um, and holding on to with regards to resentment and some negative feelings. And I caught myself saying something that I, I, I was kind of surprised. You know, I basically was talking about, like, you know, even Hitler had parents, and when he goes to heaven, like, and meets his parents, like, what would, what would they say? Would they still be able to look upon him, at, at, you know, with love? And I hung up the phone, and I'm like, or I got off the call, the show, whatever, and I was just like, huh, did I really just insinuate that Hitler's in heaven? Ah, yeah. Yeah. You know, I didn't I didn't think about that last week and I'm like, huh, if anybody's listening to this show and like can do like a gag reel, like that can be played over and over and over as like my Achilles heel that I think, you know, Hitler is up there, you know, eating bonbons in heaven. Um I think it's it's all in your I think it's all in your attitude and what's good is you have a good attitude and I you know, obviously Hitler is probably top of the line of but the fact that your assumption or your you default to be people be in heaven no matter who they are is part of your personality, and that's important because it's all in the attitude. And I think, you know, 
that's where it all starts. The attitude it's just what your attitude is. You can hate anyone. You can hate the guy at Starbucks who forgot to put whipped cream on your coffee this morning. I mean Bastard. I know. <laughs> can you believe? That's ridiculous. But Yeah. I've just noticed that I find myself at this point in age that Forgetting about myself, but I can't surround myself with the negative people. They're people that are constantly unhappy with life and the way it is. And so for me to continue keeping on that attitude mind frame, I have to not surround myself. I have to, like, distance myself from those negative people because it's catchy. It's very contagious. Well, one one of your your gems that I loved from last week was, you know, <laughs> I forgot, but it was it was a lot. It was basically like, is it worth it not to forgive? Yeah, and you know, it's what what you know. I'm really trying to pour What's the exact one. Is it yeah? Is it worth not forgiving? And it just coincidentally, you know, I share. I try to share stories and not get too personal, but I definitely think it's important to use examples for people to kind of say, hmm, that happened to me, and. um my mom was telling about a her good, her very dear friend who, unfortunately, her brother was diagnosed with a very late stage cancer, and the prognosis was terrible. They were saying he had three or four months to live. And what's amazing was they had not really been in touch. I mean, they did live across the country. He's in California. She's in New York, and <clears throat> they had some silly falling out. I guess. She didn't like something his wife said, blah, blah, blah. But she lost three years of her interaction with her brother. And, of course, everything everything got dumped after she found out. But she was lucky. She had four months to to make things right with her brother. And then I hear about all these tragedies where people die. And, you know, you have to think about it. If you're going to choose not to talk to someone or cut them out of your life, are you going to feel guilty and upset when they're gone? Because if you are, then you're just going to add more to your own pain. So you need to kind of sometimes cleanse and, and, and re, you know, put things in perspective and ask yourself that question. If you end up cutting someone off, say, do I want to cut this person off or am I just angry right now? And is that worth it? Right. Um, what What is the true um, beauty in, in a relationship? I mean, we're constantly doing those kinds of cleanse, and we talk about different spiritual cleanses and rituals to do that and to weed out the negative. However, a lot of times your negative feelings and perceptions around a person or a situation are kind of wrapped up in, in your own ego. So being able to sort that out um, and then clearly looking at a person or a situation it's not an easy process. And, um, you know, I find that we're so trained to live in this crime and punishment world and to hold on to grudges. Now I'm sucking on a candy. It's <laughs> a lovely show today. We're just going to be like hawking and like, nah, nah, nah. but please forgive us. Forgive no, us, I, people. I love, the quote I, I love that quote I found, and it said, you know, being mad at someone is like you taking the poison and waiting for them to heal over because you're not going to get better right. if you don't make things right. And so right. there's something up to being the better person or the bigger person, and egos are so hard. And that was one of my gems was also focusing on don't worry about what other people say because I think that's also 
something that happens is whether you're embarrassed or something happens that people are there for you and console you, and then if you decide to forgive the person, you feel like they're going to be like, I can't believe you're forgiving them. Just forget. You have to block out what other people think sometimes and do what's best for you. Right. And, it, and, and really get honest with your feelings. Yeah, because, I mean, you watch these even, like, famous people out in the spotlight and, you know, I can't believe she took him back and I can't believe anything. It's like, you know what? Screw you all. <laughs> it's much better to, to, to heal versus to say, you know, Matt. Right. Well, it's it's not, it's not only that. It's it's the added, um, almost pressure that's put on in kind of our tabloid society to have frenemies and to be pitting against each other and to focus on really that negative aspect of of relationships rather than focusing on the positive. You know, the tabloids consistently build people up to fall and. You know, for me, I, I, it's just, it, I don't know. It's just like we don't need that extra emotional tug of war on our feelings. You know, it's hard enough for us to get through and sort through our own feelings. And, you know, the other part that we talked about last week is it's not only about forgiveness, but sometimes you're looking for reconciliation with the person where you can kind of forgive someone in a singular act of almost from a distance of something that internalized you. And Masha shared a personal story about that as well where somebody did did something to her and she had to go through and just did the internal work. And, you know, in that particular case, it doesn't matter if she actually saw that person again. She had to kind of forgive herself and forgive that person from afar. And, so yeah, coming and I think the, the hardest, the hardest way to forgive someone is if they're not asking for forgiveness. Because sometimes you need to move past things, and the person who hurt you is not going to be there to say I'm sorry, and that really like makes it. It's a, that's a that's a vital step that allows you to move to the next step of the process. And if you don't have someone that wants to apologize, then you just got to work past it. You got it's kind of like me not having curse. You got to work harder on the other. <laughs> Right, and depending what religion, religious faith you follow gives you a whole sort of other guidelines. So in some of the religious faith, you have to ask for forgiveness, and in Judaism, you have to ask it three times. <laughs> so, um, you know, there there is a lot of work behind it. Um, I'm convinced it's like because we like to, what, I'm cause you like to nag. Are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> Do you want something to eat? Are you really sorry? Because I didn't believe that one. That one did not sound sincere. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I'm giving us we ask three times just because we like to nudge. <laughs> yeah. We're just pains in the asses. But, okay. So what we also did last time because we were celebrating your birthday was towards the end of the show, we closed out the show with your theme song and you actually got cut off. So. Yeah. While we're talking about gems, we are going to re-reveal the official M's Gems theme song. Hold, please. <laughs> M's Gems! Awesome. Like, 
there's something about having your own theme song that just, I don't know, it's just awesome. Um, the musical interpretation of M Shams. Like, I love it. And thank you so much to Mr. David Goldberg and to his son, Jonathan, who worked together to create M Shams. Jonathan That's is so like great. a little rising star. It's just, oh, it's just the best. And I love seeing the father son in action and passing down passing down their own family legacy of, of being in the musical arena. You can find David at www.daviddgoldberg.com. So, no, davidbgoldberg.com. So, anyway, so while we're in, while we're in this state of thanks and, and still feeling loopy, um, you know, one of the things that got me oriented to, because I feel like being, you know, feeling Feelings of forgiveness and feelings of thanks are kind of synonymous in a lot of ways. I don't think they're interchangeable. Um, however, you know, Masha was guiding us and, and nudging us to look at the moments where we've had to forgive or a situation and find find the lesson, find the blessing, find something in it that you can be thankful for. Um, and coming into the heels of our Thanksgiving holiday, it is a national holiday, obviously, in the United States, and there are other um, other countries that celebrate it as well. Um, you know, historically, I just picture the pilgrims, you know, around the table. Um, but what does it mean to be in a truly state of thanks? And, you know, Halloween I really see as a kickoff to the main holiday season, but we are heading into into the real true spirit of the holiday season. You know, Santa comes to town this week and, and all that all that riffraff. Um, so this week we're, we're talking, and the, the title for the week and the theme of the week is G-Thanks. And the pearl of the week is humble as pie. Um, and one of the things that came off last week in t- titled Forgiveness was kind of a little tongue-in-cheek about thinking of the things that you almost like didn't ask for or didn't expect but came your way anyway and where you kind of give a shrug off like, yeah, gee, thanks for that. Like that's that's what I really needed. But sometimes those little moments are exactly what you need. And when I was in, um, I stopped by my son's classroom the other day a little bit early to pick him up. And the teacher, Michelle, was reading the kids' story. And the story, I have to get the name of her, name of the actual story, and I'll post it, um, what it was, because it was really kind of funny and cute. But it was about the story of the Thanksgiving turkey. Now, we kind of all know how the story ends, except if you're like that one magical turkey that the president pardons. But the turkey is going to be on your table. And this little turkey in the story did not want to accept his fate. And like on each page, he went around the farm looking at the different farm animals and was trying to disguise himself as a horse, which was like hilarious because he takes like this big, this big horse brush and ties it to you know the back of his head, and he's trying to pretend that he's a horse, but obviously he's not. He's a turkey, and so on and so forth around the barn. And it really got me thinking about you know when you know like your goose is going to be cooked, and you know what your fate and your destiny is, and you try to do everything you can to disguise it and to avoid it. You're kind of missing out on the um on like the bittersweet beauty 
of going through the process and accepting your fate and of having the opportunity to truly nourish another. Nobody likes to be the sacrificial lamb. Nobody wants to be the turkey on Thanksgiving. But when we're gearing up to the holidays, so many of us like carve our lives and act like we're, we are the turkey, where we look and we're like, we literally take an electric knife and we start carving away at all the different parts of ourselves and looking at it and seeing the negative rather than seeing the positive. I don't know what happens around the holidays, why this is like a cyclical thing. Maybe it's because we're going into winter and, and the months turn cold and we're getting in our hibernation mode. Maybe it's because like on a turkey you want to trim the fat off. But something happens in our mindset where we just kind of go down that spiral of I'm not good enough, I'm not this, I should have been a horse, what am I doing being a turkey on <laughs> Thanksgiving? And, you know, that's kind of what I wanted to first dive into before we get through the state of thanks and seeing the beauty about being that big, delicious bird <laughs> on Thanksgiving Day. So are you feeling like the turkey lately, Melissa? Um, I don't know if I feel like the turkey, <laughs> um, but I definitely feel like this year went way faster than I was able to take in everything. And so I think what Thanksgiving does is it makes you look at the whole year. And, I mean, the, the symbolic part of the Thanksgiving festival is all the hard work they put into sowing the seeds and watching the, the, the crops and then having the harvest and then celebrating the fortune throughout the year is really what a Thanksgiving feast is about. You surround yourself with family and you celebrate everything that you have. And so it's interesting that this year I feel like I didn't even have time to harvest. Like, I feel like, whoa, I didn't cut my corn and, you know, my turkeys are not bad enough. I'm not ready for Thanksgiving yet because I, this year kind of flew by. And so I think I I, I almost – I. My, my husband took a look at me last night. He's like, what's the matter? I'm like, Thanksgiving this is this week. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Somehow, somehow when I looked at my calendar all month, it seemed like it was very far away, and now it's here, two days. So um, right. I think I just might, you know. And then all of a sudden you're supposed to be, like, swept up in this whole different mindset of the holidays and shopping and getting your shopping list and planning just, holiday parties. Just and like, closing the door in 2010, and, I, you know, I, I haven't even had right. the ability to sit and observe, you know, count the blessings and, and, and deal with the not non-blessings. It's just like it's a whirlwind. And so um, I, I have to prepare to my Thanksgiving process and, and, and I'm only I have how many hours till I do that <laughs> so, how many hours do I have till I can get this all down um but yeah I, uh, I just, it's yeah, just, it doesn't have to happen that I have so much going on you know I have to be thankful that I've had so much going on this year that it, it, you know the good the bad I take it all but at least I you know I wake up every morning and I have my kids to take care of and things to do and places to go and people to see and, a, you know, a place to go to work. And so um, it's all, I'm all thankful for it. I just haven't been able to process it. <laughs> so what would help you start to process? You know, is um, it just time? Yeah, no, I, you know what? The truth is I feel like if you gave me an extra week, I'd fill it up with things to do. So 
you know. Right. It's, <laughs> exactly. It's, so I think I'm thankful for, you know, this two days to where I can really shut down and um, and try to catch up with, you know, sleep maybe, but that's a whole other story. Uh, just catch up. <laughs> Well, that that goes into obviously finding, um, you know, I think it's easy to pick out the big things that we're thankful for. Um, And if you haven't been thankful for, you know, you having a house and having a family and having children and being able to put food on your Thanksgiving table, you know, it's also trying to start with the little things to be thankful for, the little smiles, the little things in our life like sleep, which is so hard to come by when you're, you know, when you are a working mom um, and really soak up those precious seeds when you can and being thankful for that extra five minutes in the morning or thankful on Friday when if you're, if well, that is if you're not planning on waking up at three o'clock in the morning and going trampling some security guards <laughs> and, and shopping. Um, but finding those those few peaceful moments to just sit and relax and reboot. And I think, um, you know, as far as the holidays go, that that's a core, core piece of it is, you know, it's a time where you come to the table on Thanksgiving to reconnect with your family. Kind of like when we were talking with um, Elizabeth and John, the plan to party chicks, about why, what's behind the celebration. Well, the true meaning behind the celebration is to celebrate life, is to celebrate your family, is to reconnect. Um, not just the stuff your face, but obviously that's, <laughs> that's a big part of the Thanksgiving feast. Um you know, but for me, like around our Thanksgiving table, you know, a few years ago we started, we acquired a mascot, and the mascot is Tom Turkey, and it's just this little like wire turkey thing that we bust out on on, on Halloween. We bust out on Thanksgiving, and and he joins now our Thanksgiving table every year, no matter how elaborate or how casual the table is. Tom Turkey sitting sitting at the front, and you know, since my kids have been in school, they come home every year with their little turkeys or or other decorations that they do, and that has been adding to our Thanksgiving table. And for me, like, building up even, like, little silly traditions like that around any holidays, but particularly Thanksgiving, is something for me that's so special that I hope my kids will remember. Yeah, and I think that's where traditions come in. I think I love having family traditions. Um, so I think that's another important part of Thanksgiving is to instill those traditions. And I love Tom Turkey. I'm a little jealous. We're going to have to give ourselves a mascot. <laughs> Tom Turkey kind of looks exactly like the picture that I found and posted on on the blog this week, um, and he's he's really like a cute little Tom Turkey. And it was like for a while when because um, we kind of been playing like musical musical houses for Thanksgiving. My mom used to host it, and I started hosting it. Then my sister wanted to host it, and now my mom's hosting it again. So so he's like, who has Tom Turkey? That's <laughs> so funny. I taught the kids to make um, turkeys with their handprints. So we have a lot of handprint turkeys going on in our house this year, which I love. I thought that's so cute. 
Yeah, and then too, the turkey gets bigger and bigger, which is so sweet and endearing. <laughs> That's really, really cute. And it's like, I'm always amazed about the little things that I learn when they come home from nursery school, like how your hand perfectly can make the turkey. But, you know, those are maybe the the one out of like the thousand items that they send home every week that you should keep year after year to kind of, you know, bring out and create almost like a scrapbook for for Thanksgiving and, and your holidays. Yeah, no, definitely. And now, uh, what, so what are you making? What are you yeah. bringing to uh, your Thanksgiving feast? I am on dessert duty this week. Shocker! I, yeah. <laughs> I am on dessert duty, and um, yeah, not really a shocker. Talk about knowing. Um, talk about knowing your customer. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what else would I be bringing? So there, um, you know, I'm thinking of giving a nice, healthy serving of humble pie. Okay. Um, hmm? That sounds delicious. Humble pie. Humble I think pie. that when humble pie... It's um it it's a wonderful thing to be humbled and it's a wonderful thing I think when you're looking to be in a full state of grace and thanks to have humbleness and the holidays always make me make me humble. Um but my humble pie aside cuz I'm still working on the recipe for that one. I um <laughs> I'm I'm probably I've been like asking my parents and I've been asking my sister um like what they want and I'm not necessarily getting a straight answer like do I make apple pie, pumpkin pie, sweet potato pie cuz I'm kind of feeling like the whole pie thing and then Val's like well you have to make a Duncan Hines cake like which part of that do you understand so if that gets thrown into the mix then I've learned from our our previous host and I'm who I'm very thankful for what did you say? I said no pun intended. Throw that into the mix. Yeah. Get it? Exactly. Throw, throw that into the mix. That um, you know, very thankful for like our our resident child of child obesity expert and my cousin, Dr. Joanna Dolgoff, um, and Alexandra and Laurie Bornstein, who we've had on the show. So I know I can't get too carried away because usually we have like twenty some odd people at our Thanksgiving table, and this. This year, it's actually very small. So um, I'm thinking about combining it and making an apple pumpkin pie, which I've made before and is is delicious. Oh, it's it's really, really good. Um, You know, and I was actually watching a show the other day that was talking and asking, like, which one has more benefits and which is least fattening and it was like you know apple pie pecan pie or pumpkin pie were the were the choices like what what would you think would be the answer to that i like the i like the combo that's 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 always you like the combo i like the combo yeah i'm feeling a little combo. the the answer of like which one though is like healthier and has more benefits is actually pumpkin pie I think just yeah. a small slice but versus a big slice. A small slice versus a big slice is probably the healthiest because it's okay to have something. Just <laughs> so I'm gonna make. A, I think I'm gonna go for the combo of apple, apple pumpkin pie. 
That sounds delicious. Um, I just saw a recipe for an apple cranberry cake, which looks really good, too. That looks good. It's just like with the with cranberries, it's you know it, if you like the tartness and figuring out how to like sweeten up. I always like how do I sweeten up the tartness, but um, but getting into the flavors of Thanksgiving, you know, which you do think of cranberry sauce and and turkey and pumpkin pie and sweet potatoes and potatoes and stuffing and um, you know, it's like savoring that those flavors and making it as healthful for you as possible is doing your body a great service as in take and staying like in a healthful state of grace and um somebody who talks a lot about being and living in a state of grace is Cheryl Richardson and her books are you know are really kind of amazing grace in in their own rights. And when I was thinking about those themes of like being thankful and humble is really being in a state of grace. And we come around the table and we say, you know, we say grace and in Thanksgiving, I mean, you know, different different religions have it more customary for every meal, but in particularly like the tradition around Thanksgiving is to come to the table and say thanks. So I'm kind of interchanging like thanks and grace. But, you know, we do pass the baton around our table and everybody does share something that they are thankful for. For me, it's one of my favorite um, things to do. A lot of people are really uncomfortable with that. Like, do you go around your table as well? Um, yes and no. Uh, <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> um, which I definitely have made sure to get the kids talking a little bit and understanding the, the holiday and so forth. So over the last couple of years, we we have tried to instill little um dialogue about what we're thankful for. Um, obviously, it's important. We, we try to count our blessings every year. Sorry, my GPS just said something to me. <laughs> um, Do you think, like, they get it? Because I don't know if yet my kids get it. when Because I, I was asking them this week, like, what are you thankful for? And they kind of, right. like, looked at me. I mean, they say thank you all the time, and they say please, and they say thank you, and, you know, Colby's new thing is to say, oh, my God, it's my favorite. Um, (laughs) But I don't know if they really get, like, when I'm asking them, what are you thankful for? You know, like, if I ask them, do you like something, they understand that, and they could follow that process, but not necessarily when I say, what are you thankful for? Right. Yeah, I mean, it's hard for kids to think that, way um i think the simple questions i think that's a hard way to think i think if you ask if you had to ask even an adult you know what are you most thankful for that that's a tough one because usually we're thankful for a lot of things too so i think we 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 talk about you know we share i i at least keep the conversation open with the kids as far as that you know last year there was a level of greediness when it came to um Hanukkah and Christmas and, you know, even their birthday. Like, what are they getting me for my birthday? And so we've had to sit down and say, you know, you're, not all kids get things so, you know, 
not all kids get things, everything they want, and trying to get them to understand that they need to understand what they, the things that they have, you know, they don't just appear. Not everybody has this, you know, has these things, and so they they are kind of learning the concept that not every you they should be thankful that they have a lot more than many other children in this world, and so we try to open up the conversation about other children around the world and the fact that they they're not as as lucky, which is an easier word to use for them, um, with having the family, having, you know, a mommy and daddy and a sister and a brother and being healthy and having toys and waking up in a warm house every day. I mean, all this stuff is, you don't want your kids to take that stuff for granted. And so it, that's, that's, it shouldn't be just Thanksgiving that we're teaching them about how, how thankful they should be. Um but yeah, I I got a little bit overwhelmed last year over their lack of spirit, and they're more in the, you know, what kind of toys am I going to get? And I was like, you know, hey, 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 let's, let's you're going to get nothing if you don't understand how thankful you are for this stuff. So, um, and that's where you know they had to write their thank you cards for their birthday this year, and they were not happy. <laughs> And I said, well, then we'll give back whatever thank you cards you don't write. We're just going to give them back the toys that people gave them to you because, you know, you need to write your thank you cards. And so they're getting it. At least I'm giving it to them good. Okay. <laughs> I think that's beautiful. Um, and and it's bringing up something that Cicero said, which is a thankful heart is not only the greatest virtue, but the parent of all other virtues. And I think, like, you showing your kids what it is to be thankful and also that um, that level of appreciate, appreciation for what they are, what they have and what they, they're getting, quote, getting for, um, for Hanukkah, you know, with the holidays, it's kind of like we mess that up a lot. It's just, it's so such a given and there's such pressure about the gifts and the presents and you know opening them up on Christmas Day or having eight presents for Hanukkah and we lose that connection about how special it is to receive a present, how special it is for somebody to think about us and give us a present um, and there are so many organizations out there that do wonderful work around Thanksgiving and feeding the homeless. And um, there's an organization called the Angel League, um, which my local bookstore, Dolphin Books, has been working with for the last 15 years for you know childrens in our area to go and meet with children um, and bring them presents and gifts. Um, who are homeless and share holidays with them. And it's something that I really want to start implementing and doing with my kids so they see the connection because no matter, even if you are, you are so lucky enough and are grateful for where you are in your life and what you do have, you know, you can always have more. And my husband and I talk about this all the time. Like you need to be content no matter where you are in your life. There will always be bigger fish out there. There will always be more to have. You can always have a bigger house. You can always have more stuff and this and that. But to really be present in the moment and acknowledge and be truly grateful for who you are and what you do have, that takes a lot of um, 
it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot to be truly thankful because we're so programmed to constantly go out there and push ourselves harder and to have more and, and really in that consumeristic environment. Um, and if you, you if you look at, you know, a lot of the precepts of Thanksgiving, it is to give thanks to, um, you know, all that you have, your material possessions and that kind of stuff. Um, but it's also who you are and who's surrounding you. And I think that spirit of Thanksgiving gets lost. It's just, you know, we talk it up as another thing to do. We look forward to just, you know, pigging out and then vegging out. So this Thanksgiving, when you are sitting around your table with your family, you know, hopefully you you are spending it with, with your family and loved ones or at least connecting with them at some point during the day. So take that at a time and just think about how lucky you all are to be together. Um, like you you were saying with your friend who's, whose brother um, passed away, you know, it's it's a time for us to commemorate life and each other and even if you have family members and especially for the family members who have passed on to remember them and bring their spirit through your traditions whether ours is you know tom turkey or (laughs) or any other tradition or memory and recall it and share it with your children and pass it on to them as something that they will hopefully carry on through things through Thanksgiving for years and years to come. I also think, you know, Thanksgiving could be be hard for a lot of people because there's people not at the table there anymore, Mm -hmm. um, whether young or old. And so I think it's easier said than done to, you know, still enjoy the holiday. But I guess Mm -hmm. if there's a piece of advice, it's to... Think about what they would want you to do, and they'd want you to enjoy the holiday because you, you, you know, the family is there together. So, um, even if it's a rough holiday, you know, obviously each year gets easier. But to definitely try to not make it about the people who aren't there, but make it about the people who are there. Right. Right. Um, and then also not to rush through it. Like I feel like I've done a lot, and that's part of my multitasking, getting to the next point and, you know, just be there and enjoy the day. Forget about, you know, the traffic going home or what you need to do tomorrow or, you know, oh, I have to start my Hanukkah shopping. Just look forward to the day and enjoy the day. And, you know, when tomorrow comes, then you start thinking about the next day. Right. And that... um that dark cloud, which seems to get grayer around the holidays for many people, you know, it's also just, um, and particularly like if you're taking the 360 view of your life around the holidays and you, you're ready to to take that electric knife and carve yourself to pieces, you know, if you, um, with respect to work, if you've been working nonstop, like Melissa says, take the time to unplug and enjoy your family. If you've, because I know it's been a rough year for many, many people, um, if you do have food on your table, be grateful. If you if you are not able, find an organization where you can go to. Um, if you're unemployed, take a moment to just be thankful for the experience you have had to date. 
you know, focus on that, reconnect with what it is that is your skills and what you can bring to the world, and then be also thankful for and do a review of the contacts that you do have and hold that space and, you know, begin to network. When it comes to, you know, the other the other part, and this is, this is kind of funny, when um, the other part, the piece of the, the turkey that we look at is the whole body. And so many people get so negative and down on themselves about their body image around around the holidays, particularly because most celebrations involve an inordinate amount of food that we're not used to eating on a regular basis. And we kind of like restrict ourselves in so many different ways and make pledges to stop doing this cold turkey and I'm going to be more healthful and I'm going to lose, you know, those last 10 pounds of baby weight, um, which are all well and good. And if it brings you to a higher um, feeling about yourself, I'm, I'm, I am all for it. But it's the, the, neg- the negativity at which we start seeing our bodies um, around the holidays that I, I'd love to, like, nip in the bud. And Debbie Ford, who's a client of mine and also another um another spiritual leader in, in this space, she she publishes her her newsletter, which is the Light and Dark newsletter, and her whole thing is talking about your shadow self. And she recently went through a hospital stay where she lost way too much weight. I mean, she's, she's thick thin to begin with, so for her to lose even like two pounds, it makes a big difference. And she was writing in her latest newsletter, which was called A Tribute to the Fat Ass. And Ooh. in it, it goes, <laughs> I mean, it's hilarious, but it, and it's a, a title like only like a skinny person can come up with, but, um, you know, in it, she really talks about how there is such a thing as being too skinny. And without having like that soft, cushiony, pillowy ass, it really hurt her to sit down, and she's been in excruciating pain of having to, you know, carry around a pillow, and even sitting on a pillow hurts her because she's so bony. And her sister, Arielle, um, you know, bought her, like, these padded pants to try and help, and even that didn't work. So she was saying, like, in it for, like, all those extra cushiony parts of your body, like, Embrace them. Love them. They help soften the blow. Around the holidays, we look for people. We look for things to help cushion whatever it is blow that we feel is like pounding upon us or that we can't sit down or we can't hold on to. And, you know, if you have a fat ass or you have a few extra pounds like moi on your tush, be thankful. It's it's there to give you that extra support and that extra love. That's not to say not to exercise, but you know, take the negativity of it and spin it on its head a little bit and just be thankful for your body in whatever state, glorious state that it finds you that it finds you today. Your body carries you through this life. Your body, you know, is a host to your spirit. It carries you day in and day forth. It's giving you so many miracles. It gives you the breath of life. It gives you, in our case today, you know, a lovely cold. Um, it gives you your children. 
um, it's, it is something to be honored. Do, try not to get down on yourself. Look at your body in the most positive light. And, yeah, if there's an area you can improve, go ahead and improve it. But don't be so hard on yourself going into the season of making resolutions. <laughs> yeah, I think of all like this amazing um, season. <laughs> Oh yeah. (laughs) Unless you're going on vacation, then it comes back out, and what people are even tougher, and you know, have more of a guilt trip if they do have a second plate of turkey. But you know, it's like it's like being the mama bear. The mama bear goes and they eat as much as they can now because they're hibernating for for the cold winter. Um, and they're relying on their body fat to sustain them. You know, I think it, I I feel like it's natural to kind of plump up in the winter, and I have no problem doing so. I mean, <laughs> guess who's going to be polishing off my humble pie this Thanksgiving? That <laughs> would be me. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, it would definitely be me. Um, and you know, I I actually just went back to the gym for the first time. And like over a month yesterday, and I am so thankful for my Pilates instructor. I mean, she's somebody like that I absolutely love to like loathe. Like I have the most love hate relationship with her. You know, she makes me do things like I just I, I don't know. Like I want to like hug her and then like punch her in the face and like hug her again. <laughs> You know, my body, like today, is feeling it. It's the first time I've been, um, you know, I exercise my mother. I mean, I've gone for, like, walks, but I've been sick. I've been busy, you know, like everybody else. You find you find reasons not to go, go to the gym and work out. And, you know, my body is very thankful today. It's like that good hurt where I can barely lift my arms, but it still feels, like, good because I know I, like, did something supposedly, quote, good and positive for my body. Um you know, and my my big fat ass is like, no, I'm shrinking. <laughs> but but, um, but you know, all in the spirit of of feeling like you know I'm carrying my body and giving as much gratitude to my body as as it gives to me is is a nice feeling, and it just felt good to so get my, off my fat butt. I'll share a, a funny story. So last week I. I've been trying to run a little bit, get back into running. And, running? Uh, really? Running, yes. And I uh, went to the high school track, uh, which is extremely boring, so probably not a good place to practice running. But so I'm running, and I run around the track twice, and I'm starting to get a little bit winded. <clears throat> and uh, I know I can keep doing this. And then I'm starting to feel proud of myself. I'm like, oh, wow, well, like I'm, I'm making it around. I'm doing good. And then, like, this 70-year-old man is like, I'm like, I realize a 70-year-old man is, like, totally, like, kicking my ass. He's, like, running past me, and I'm thinking, oh, man. So now I'm, like, ready to, like, kind of slow down and take a walk to catch my breath. And I'm like, no, because I'm not walking while this 70-year-old man is, like, busting a move next to me. And so, um, and so I have to be thankful to the 70-year-old man who kept me running more than I thought I could. <laughs> Yeah, he was your Mickey. He was your Mickey, like, motivating you. But, but. I was like, there's no way. This 70-year-old man is going to run more and faster than I am. There's no way. He's like, eat my dust, lady. And so he, he like, kind of he walked off the track to sit down and rest, and I just kept, like, sprinting past him. And literally, as soon as I, like, 
got past the bleachers and he couldn't see me anymore. He had no vision of me. I was like, ugh, ugh. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love it. That's awesome. Oh, <laughs> but that that was my my grandfather, and he sounds like he was probably like my grandfather, like where he went out every single day and and ran. You know, he's probably a regular fixture there. If you went there the same time tomorrow, I guarantee you, he's there. You yeah, know? I guess so. But still, <laughs> I was like, talk about ego. <laughs> like, yeah. Ugh. Uh, I know that's a tough one. <laughs> well, excuse me. I'm certainly grateful and thankful for having you as a huge part of the Mama's Pearls journey. And you and I were talking last week how we we're thankful for like our future together of being like these old crabby ladies. Like, we'll be, like, with our walkers going around the track. <laughs> we'll be checking out the 70-year-old men. <laughs> My school boys. Um, but, you know, but seriously about that is, like, you know, I'm certainly thankful for my loved ones and my and my friends, you know, they certainly sustain me and breathe life into me like every single day. And to know that those relationships are carrying with me through the holiday seasons, like that's what's what's in my heart through this time and through Thanksgiving. And again, I know a lot of people have a hard time around the holidays, but it is a time to be festive. It is a time to celebrate life. It is a time to be thankful for every breath that you take and to take a moment to honor those who are around you and in your lives because even though you may be feeling so down, there may I guarantee you there is somebody in this world who is so thankful that they know you and that you are in their lives. And that is a beautiful, beautiful feeling and I'm just thankful to be able to share this space with you guys every single week and to help, um, it, you know, in, in helping dive through these issues has really brought me into a new state of grace and a new state of um, being truly grateful. And I honor your time. I respect your um your energy that you pour into both Melissa and I and the work that we do and for me it's just it really is as humble as pie so just wanted to give a big thank you and a big big mama hug to to everybody out there for this holiday season and particularly to you to Melissa oh no that was a beautiful that was really beautiful and I agree wholeheartedly that um you know, I'm very grateful for the people that I'm surrounded by daily. And um, I look forward, you know, <clears throat> to being there in the good and bad times with my friends and family because um, without them I couldn't do it. So exactly. I'm very happy for Thanksgiving. Yes. And I'm looking forward to some turkey. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> gobble, gobble. Um, gobble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So everyone, enjoy the week, this holiday week. Make it a beautiful, memorable um, week of being thankful. You can always reach out to Melissa and I. We are here. Um, 
I'm at Cynthia at MamasPearls.com. And Melissa can be found at Melissa at MamasPearls.com. Look out for M's Gems on Friday. Melissa, uh, wait, hang on. M's Gems! <laughs> I love it. I love it, I love it, I love it. Um, I don't know how you're going to be writing the M's Gems through, like, your turkey slumber, but I certainly look forward to to receiving them with, with open open arms and a bounty full of thanks on Friday. Oh. All right. Well, have a wonderful week to everybody. Yeah. And next week we're going to continue in our holiday spirit and bring on um, – We'll bring on a special guest, which we will announce next week. Remember, you can catch up with us also on Facebook at Mama's Pearls. You can read both um, the Mama's Pearls and M. Shem's blog at www.mamaspearls.com. You can follow us on Twitter at SinTweet. And you can listen to any of the past show archives, including last week's show, um, Is Forgiveness a Myth, at www.blogtalkradio.com slash Mama's Pearls. Have a wonderful, wonderful holiday, everyone. Thanks, Melissa. Thank Love you. you. Love you, too. Bye. Bye. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.